Greetings, I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. Welcome. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now, if we choose to. You know, throughout the entirety of each year, not merely reserved for those periods of time that pertain to the run-up to the presidential elections every four years, but rather each and every year, throughout the year, we will hear learned voices via the major media elites. Many of them have been employed by the major media elites, and they will be collectively wringing their hands about the terrible lack of civility between Republicans and Democrats. The failure to have bipartisan agreement. Now, mind you, this is particularly pronounced when the Republican Party is in comparative power. But, oh, just decrying the lack of bipartisan cooperation. And one would think that then when the Democrat Party is in comparative power, we would be hearing all the same thing. But it actually is greatly softened. (laughs) Yes. From a roar to a purr, you might say. And not to say that it is discontinued altogether, it's not. Because they are still decrying any opposition from conservatives and Republicans and what have you. Anything short of complete supplication and obeisance. But, interestingly enough, when the Democrats, which is the leftist party, whether they call themselves Democrats, progressives, socialists, it doesn't matter. The title just doesn't matter. But when they're in power, what takes place? You know, is there some sort of a supposed correction to the middle? No. No, far from it. What they do is they steamroll ahead with their agenda. Not bipartisan. Sure, they welcome any defection from the Republican Party. But there is just gangbusters assault by the Democrat Party to enforce their agenda. And what does their agenda encompass? The sodomite agenda, the abortionist agenda, all manner of evils. And those in the Republican Party, and especially those of conservative persuasion, Down through the decades, they have incorrectly, naively 
gullibly believed that these individual agendas are separate from one another. When in point of truth, they are just different elements of the same massive assault, which is rooted ultimately in worship of a different God, a false God. But socialism for the past few hundred years has been the vehicle, the means by which this has been promoted, in addition to those behind the screens who are not really socialists. They are fascist totalitarians, but socialists, but but of a slightly different sort. They just use socialism. They really are Satanists at the core. But what has been going on since Joseph Biden became president? It has been an absolute all-out assault. And it was going on before he took office, during the last few weeks, several weeks of the lame duck president, Donald Trump. But lame duck may, you may think in terms of that being a president who is serving out his second term, finishing up his second term. But it simply refers to a president who is de-elected, who is either not able to run for re-election and or who has not been successful in running for re-election. But they have been all out and pushing their agenda, extreme, hardcore, leftist agenda. Little things, like the next few items I'm going to mention, which were all reported in the Daily Signal. And this one, written by Mary Margaret Olahan, referring to Drag Queens in Training. It's a TV program, one segment of a TV series, aired on PBS, government (laughs) television. It is ostensibly not a PBS program, but rather a WNET-produced program, which is a PBS affiliate. But it is in a series called Let's Learn. Let's Learn. That's an innocuous title, right? I mean, that is seemingly beneficent, benevolent, right? And it's focused on children ages three to eight. Three, toddler age up to eight. So three up to third grade, you could say. But let's learn. Helps children ages three to eight with at-home learning. According to PBS, public broadcasting system, let's learn this series helps children ages three to eight with at-home learning. That's a direct quote, so I'll repeat it again. Quote, Let's Learn helps children ages 3 to 8 with at-home learning. 
end quote. Obviously, it is beneficent. It is benevolent. It is peaceful. It is natural, normative, wholesome for little children, obviously. Well, in cooperation with the New York City Department of Education, which states, quote, through lessons taped by educators, educators, the program offers age-appropriate content that is aligned to education standards and lessons for early childhood education, focusing on foundational reading and writing skills, literacy, math, science, social studies, and the arts. End quote. That's from the New York City Education Department website. Social studies. Yes, for children all the way down to three years of age. But anyway, again, it is supposedly age-appropriate content aligned to education standards and lessons for early childhood education, taped by educators. So how is it then that RuPaul's drag butt self-styled Lil Miss Hot Mess was featured in one segment doing her drag queen bit. Drag queen author, Lil Miss Hot Mess. Singing, dancing, if you can call it dancing, reading a book about what? About drag queens. Yes. Quote, today I'm going to read from my own book, which is the hips on the drag queen go swish, swish, swish. End quote. I wrote this book because I wanted everyone to get to experience the magic of drag. Everyone being little children ages three of years of age to eight. Toddlers as young as three years of age being exposed to this indoctrination, this perversion, this perverse propaganda, courtesy of government broadcasting. Oh, but PBS is beneficent, benevolent, and so intellectual, and so forth, right? Government broadcasting, you need to think of government broadcasting. You know, Adolf Hitler's, Joseph Goebbels, government broadcasting, their regime broadcasting. Joseph Stalin's, Soviet regime broadcasting. Vladimir Putin who owns all of the broadcasting, the private broadcasting in Russia. He controls it. Government broadcasting in communist China, in North Korea, in Vietnam, in Laos, in Cuba, everywhere that there is a communist regime. But perish the thought that anybody would imagine 
that broadcasting via PBS in the United States of America would be spewing out propaganda, indoctrination intended to corrupt, to pervert children. You know, there are laws against corruption of minors. And normally, that charge is brought with regard to girls of a tender age, a minor age where they have not reached age of legal consent. Of course, there are movements abroad to lower those ages and so forth. But normally, it is pertaining to girls that would be considered tweens or teens. Not three years of age, four years of age, five years of age. Preschool up through kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade. But in the United States of America, God bless America, as all of the presidential hacks, the aspirants always say in order to con those that are persuaded by such things, perish the thought this could be going on in the United States of America under the Biden-Kamala Harris regime. But it is. Oh, this wonderful book. It follows a drag queen who performs her routine in front of an awestruck audience. Yes, just like this segment of Let's learn. Let's learn. Well, we adults, we have failed to learn just how depraved and wicked the left is. This is Democrat Party Agenda 101. Are there exceptions whenever someone obtains to political office in the Democrat Party that is not in sync with the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party does one of the following. They either succeed in bringing that loose cannon under their control, or They run a candidate against them and drive them from office. They exercise control of their party. And rare is the case where they haven't succeeded. Every now and then, one individual who is exceedingly popular with the masses, has managed to be elected and in a state that, by and large, has less horrible morals than so many do collectively. And the Democrat Party has struggled to get rid of them, has been unable to completely control them, 
and has been unsuccessful in getting rid of them, ridding the party of them. And they suffer along this individual, that individual, because it is still better to have those Democrat-controlled seats rather than have them be Republican. But, oh no, this is just some anomaly, right? It's just some anomaly. The Democrat Party isn't in agreement with that. The Democrat Party has been pushing this evil for decades now. But other evils that they've been promoting, induced abortion. In an article titled, Over Legal Objections, Biden Moves to Reinstate Family Planning Funds for Abortion Providers, penned by Melanie Israel. She wrote regarding the exceedingly wicked actions of the commander-in-chief and his co-president, Kamala, in reversing, and one could say and should say, violently reversing the protect life rule of the Trump administration. Which required what? What was this terrible, odious rule from the Trump administration? It was designed to, and in fact did attempt to, rein in Title X such that it was intended to make Title X operate the way that it is supposed to, according to the original language of the Title X program going back to 1970. Before Roe v. Wade, Doe v. Bolton, 1970. To make this law work as it was intended as it was crafted, and as it was passed to do. Title X, the Public Health Service Act, established in 1970. It stated that no funds appropriated should be used in programs where abortion, meaning induced abortion, is a method of so-called family planning. But you see, the abortion activist forces of the Democrat Party, they have succeeded in subverting Title X and sending taxpayer funding to major abortionists for how long? Oh, something on the order of a half century. That's all. But the Trump administration in the protect life, protect life, 
as in preserve life, safeguard life, but again, protect life rule. Attempted to prevent taxpayer funding illegally being distributed to abortionists. In particular, that odious, evil organization, the largest abortionist worldwide, Planned Parenthood. But Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, they are reversing this violently, taking that away, that protect life rule away, so that they can go ahead and subvert Title X and use it as a money stream extracted from taxpayers to be sent to Planned Parenthood and the other abortionists. Great stuff. Joe Biden really working to, you know, heal the wounds of the nation. Right? Just like the overwhelming majority of those who have run for president, including all Democrats that have, over low these many decades and decades and decades and decades, who have sought power for themselves, to glorify themselves, to enjoy the luxuries the fame and fortune of being president, and all importantly to do evil in this nation, to bring this nation to its knees, to destroy this nation. That is the ultimate agenda of the Democrat Party. Are they alone in that objective? No. The Communist Party of the United States of America is dedicated to the same thing. The Socialist Party and so forth. But the Democrat Party has been dedicated to that for ages. But the Biden administration, again, violently reversing this. But not only that, not only to free up that funding to be sent to abortionists diametrically contrary to the boilerplate language of Title X, but in addition to that, to force all of those who receive funding to refer all who come to them for counseling to refer them to abortionists. Making that mandatory, they are required under Biden's and the Democrats' long-standing subversion, corruption, and perversion of Title X. It forces them against their conscience to refer all who come to them to abortionists. Just wonderful things. But the Democrat Party in action. Now, would it be different if Joe Biden were not the Democrat president? What if the Democrat president were Kamala Harris? Would it be different? 
No, far from it. What if it was Chucky Schumer? No. Nancy Pelosi? No. You know, it has been stated, oh, Bernie Sanders, he's this dangerous socialist. But these others, they're all responsible Democrats. Would be exactly the same. Pick a name anywhere, any big name in the Democrat Party, including those darlings of the media who have been launched to elevated status from a single term or a portion of a term as a congresswoman or as a senator. But there was another column, another article in the Daily Signal, this one by the famed Victor Davis Hanson, which was altogether too reasoned, too intellectual, too mild-mannered for my taste. But the title of it, Why Does the Left Seemingly Hate Israel? The problem with that is... Now, he covered himself. You know, that was very diplomatic. Why does the left seemingly hate Israel? The truth is the left hates Israel. Specifically, though, to be more precise, with regard to their hatred of Israel, it's not the geographic country of Israel. It's not the extremely leftist and pervert promoting policies of the modern state of Israel. Promoting the likes of (laughs) these unspeakable ones. who are promoting such monstrous perversion. But, no, when they hate Israel, what they hate about Israel is this matter of, regardless how secular and how atheist, so very much of the population of the modern state of Israel is and how anti-Christian so very much of the population is. And even though there is a very large number of Arab peoples there, Muslim peoples there, what they hate is that there is any semblance still standing of a nation with the name of Israel and peopled in part, in large part, by people of Hebrew lineage. Even if they do not worship God in any way, shape, or form, even if they are out-and-out atheists, The idea of a Jewish homeland 
is just abhorrent to them. And they hate it. Including Democrats that are Jews. But more on that in a moment. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. And whatever is right and true and good in these programs is thanks to God Almighty and His Holy Son, Jesus Christ. Whatever's lacking, erring, deficient, unworthy, that is on me. That is due to me. That is my fault. The left, the leftists, the Democrat Party, and others hate Israel because it's still as bad as it is, and it is, it still stands as mute witness to the truth of God Almighty, to the promises of God Almighty. And Satan hates that. And those of the left serve Satan. Make no mistake about that. Whether they call themselves Roman Catholic, whether they call themselves Methodist, whether they call themselves this, that, or the other, is immaterial and irrelevant. At the core, they serve Satan. Even as Jesus referred to the Jews by lineage, by heritage, who are Jews, but who in reality are the synagogue of Satan. But time and again, I've mentioned a certain quote of a certain famed journalist of yesterday, and it bears repeating yet again. Joseph Pulitzer's statement, quote, our republic and its press will rise or fall together. An able, disinterested, public-spirited press with trained intelligence to know the right and courage to do it can preserve that public virtue without which popular government is a sham and a mockery. A cynical, mercenary, demagogic press will produce in time a people as base as itself. The power to mold the future of the republic will be in the hands of the journalists of future generations. End quote. This is on a plaque at the press club in Washington, D.C. A demagogic press pandering to the worst elements, doing their bidding for them, demagoguing and pandering to violent activist forces, promoting lies, vicious lies. This is what the major media elites spent the last couple years doing. Oh, before that, but very heavily in the past two years, prior to the general election. Of course, they had great assistance from the commander-in-chief, but 
the narratives that they pushed, that they promoted, were just bald-faced lies time and time and time again. Mercenary, demagogic press. Now, you might say, well, perhaps they just don't know the right, much less have the courage to do it. No, they know evil from good. They just prefer evil. But, again, back to this wonderful work by Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and et al., promoting the evil, the lies of the abortion activists, that a preborn baby is a so-called obligate parasite. This is a battle cry of the abortionists, of the abortion activists, of the feminists, even as the feminists and The male sodomites, another battle cry of theirs, is marriage is legalized rape. But then they found it to be expedient and pragmatic to profess a desire, longing, yearning, and need to marry one another. The leftists, these activists of the left, the sodomites and the rest, they have not been content to merely agitate outside of the political arena. No, heavens no. Yes, they have engaged in violent activism outside of the political arena. Refuse and resist. Act up, throw up. But they have always sought to work their evil ones into positions of power. Positions of power at the state level, at the national level, and at the lowly city level and municipal level. But it's taken them decades to reach where they have. Courtesy of many, many, many low-life friends in high places, they have succeeded. And their success has been to the extreme detriment of America and the American people all the way down to toddlers. Absolutely unspeakable. We are so near the end. Oh, what does that mean? Well, I have no use for Chicken Little. But what you find throughout media, major media, 
entertainment media is not merely ignoring of God and the people of God, you could say, but slandering them, committing character assassination of them. And the evil have shown a penchant for using anything and everything, including seemingly innocent fairy tales and what have you, and children's tales. And then, of course, they have the exceedingly brazen, vile, perverse assaults like the aforementioned one on PBS and via the libraries, the public libraries. That monstrosity is being promoted throughout the public library system to children across the United States of America. Oh, the libraries, they're so beneficent and benevolent. They're so wholesome and all American, promoting good things for children. Would that that were true, but it's not. No, the evil ones worked their way into influence and even control of a very great many libraries long ago. And they have controlled the major publishing houses forever in a day. And now that so much publishing has shifted away from traditional publishing, they, of course, have exerted their influence on these other new channels, if you will, of publishing. But what is the future, the near future? What does it hold? Well, it used to be said going back a couple decades now or more, a couple and a half, that every, what was it? It was computer hardware. Every three years, it became obsolete. But the software moved at an even faster rate than that, seemingly, having to be upgraded and updated and what have you. Artificial intelligence, machine learning, supercomputing, quantum computing, These have been around for a while, and they have been moving forward at warp speed. And they continue to just move ahead at ever-increasing speed with extraordinary power to do things unimaginable such a short time ago. As is the case, as has been the case, with every breakthrough of the past, there has been 
the ability or the opportunity to do both good and evil, whether it is fire, whether it is firearms, whether it is medicines, whether it is motor vehicles, motorized vehicles, whether this type of weaponry or that type of weaponry, nuclear power. And now, supercomputing. But prior to supercomputing, social media. Oh, that was such a good thing. It's just so good. Just, you know, preceded by the internet generally. Oh, what a force for good. But which was used for so much evil. And continues to be. But then social media. Oh, what a wonderful, warm and wonderful thing this is for people. To relate to one another. To communicate with one another. To share with one another. To learn from one another. To entertain one another. And it has been used for so much evil. But then. This matter of. Artificial intelligence, so-called. There is actual intelligence behind it, behind the creation of it. But of course, we cannot acknowledge that there is actual intelligence behind the creation of this planet, behind the creation of the solar systems, behind the creation of humankind, male and female, No, certainly not. That's just by accident and happenstance and billions of years. Which, of course, makes all things possible, regardless how ridiculous they are. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, machine learning, all of this was necessary and is necessary to fulfill the prophecies God gave concerning the very last times. The very last times being the very last times prior to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, which, of course, no Jews can accept because the Messiah hasn't come He still has to come the first time, so he's not returning, but I digress. But artificial intelligence, whatever you want to call it, the name is not important. The supercomputing was necessary, vitally necessary for the powers of evil to accomplish what is yet to take place prior to the return of the Lord. To accomplish the enslavement of the entire world. The enslavement of the entire world. Something that has never been accomplished heretofore. But something which is very near at hand. Interesting to to see, to look upon the wonderful party that champions freedom, the Democrat Party in the United States of America, to see them 
leap at the opportunity to engage in despotism and tyranny. So many of them women. Interesting, fascinating to me, but that's something that we have seen with this COVID-19 pandemic. The pestilence provided by communist China in cooperation, seemingly, possibly, with Dr. Fauci. But his connections, oh, it's just coincidence, just coincidence. But anyway, the evils that are being promoted, actively promoted by the Democrats that they've been working on for some time, little things like in enlightened states like Washington State, creating law stating that if person or persons enter a home owned by other person or persons and the owner of the house is unable to, fails to, alert the authorities within 24 hours, those intruders, those home invaders, those trespassers cannot be removed, cannot be removed, cannot be forced to leave, cannot be evicted. It is the most insane excuse of a law. But there has been one law on top of another, on top of thousands and thousands of others, specifically catering to illegal aliens. Illegal aliens of the worst sort. You know, there are illegal aliens that are decent people. But this fiction that they all are is really something else. And I saw this firsthand long ago. But as far as how wonderful some illegal aliens were. But they are provided with rights above and beyond the rights of citizens of the United States of America. In so many regards, it's absolutely mind-boggling, just horrendous. The workings of the Democrat Party are not a result of stupidity, ignorance, accident. There is a method to their madness. It is deliberate, premeditated, conspired at the national level all the way down. The communist rules for revolution, which I've referred to before, the red rules of 1919, encourage all manner of evils, corrupting the young. Number one, corrupting the young getting them away from religion, getting them away from God, but getting them away from religion, getting them away from worship of God, from learning of God, 
You know, like shutting down church services, shutting down churches like the wonderful, enlightened Canadian government has been engaged in. And like the governments here in the United States of America have been engaged in. Even while they allow all kinds of gatherings of their core constituencies to do things other than godly, shall we say. Number two, breaking down the old moral virtues. Yes, and getting them interested, the young interested in engaging in sexual sin, which actually is in number one. But breaking down the old moral virtues, the old social mores, there is a constant assault via the media, very notably in all advertising, promoting exactly this. But also in the television programs, the streaming service programs, the movies, the TV movies, and what have you. Including even via Hallmark's Crown Media Family Networks, so-called. And then there are many other things there. Dividing the people into hostile groups. Distracting the people with entertainments and sexual sin. Seizing control of all media. Causing the registration of all firearms so that they can all be confiscated. The communists did this, the fascists did this. And abolition of all private property was at the root, at the core of Karl Marx's Communist Manifesto of 1846. And here the Democrat Party's engaging in this, saying that if somebody, some stranger comes into your home, or if you have the mercy to allow them to take harbor in your home, (laughs) once they're there for a day, That's it. You cannot remove them. Brilliant. Destroying property, seizing property by other means, taking private property. Now, in the previous program, I shared a little from the Holy Bible, the Old Testament, the book of the prophet, priest Jeremiah, in the passage listed as being chapter 6. And I mentioned chapter 7, but didn't get to any of it. But here, the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord of all things. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, amend your ways and your doings. Trust ye not in lying words. Throughly amend your ways and your doings. Throughly execute judgment. Righteous judgment. Oppress not the stranger, the fatherless, the widow. Shed not innocent blood. Shed not innocent blood. Neither walk after other gods. Behold, ye trust in lying words. 
You steal, murder, commit adultery, swear falsely, and burn incense unto other gods. But I will cast you out of my sight. As I have cast out all your brethren, even the whole seed of Ephraim. You make, you know, your offerings to the queen of heaven, so-called, false gods. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, behold, mine anger and my fury shall be poured out upon this place. Oh, but what does God know? I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now if we choose to. Thank you.